looks like Olive is like doing the worm back there. Um, Who's the worm? <laughs> so I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Please get to it. Let's stop talking. Let's get to it. Let's fall in love. I was always editing my Tumblr thing. Amazing. <laughs> SSFT. That seems like a better use of your time, honestly, than 90% of the classes at that school. Oh, f- yeah. Well, as an influencer. Yeah. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> Very whoa. important. <laughs> so, post grad, we got into a Twitter group chat together, which everyone knows is either an angel or the, the devil. Have you ever been put into a Twitter group chat that you did not want to be part of? I've never been put into a Twitter group chat, so thanks for reminding me. I'm sorry. I knew, like, one person going into that group chat, like, actually. And I think it was, was Brady in that group yeah. chat? I think it was Brady. Yeah. And that was it. And he, like, put me in the group <laughs> chat. And I was like, I barely know any of these people. But It okay. was, like, me, my ex, you, yeah. our friend Brady, who listens to this podcast. Um, oh, hi, Brady. Yeah. Hi, Brady and Sam. This is cool. Um, Does that mean Brady and Sam will actually be, like, my friends someday? Because I've been working. I've been playing the long game on that since I was a sophomore in college. Absolutely. Oh, they'll be your friend. We watched Cowboy Bebop together last night. Ooh. Yeah. Now, Brady did ask if we could skip the intro, which definitely talked <gasps> oh, to some cool points. You know what? Actually, I don't really, obs- I don't know that I want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, could you edit out the part where I say I want to be Brady's friend? Because that just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <more. that> was- <laughs> yeah. And then some other people were in that group chat, too. People that I don't really like, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Same. <laughs> And anyway, so we were in this group chat and you were still living in Pittsburgh and we met up a bunch of times and got drunk and yeah. we were all unemployed and we called ourselves fun employed. Fun employed. Yeah. It was, it was only you, me, and Brady, Brady who were unemployed. Everyone else had jobs and we were like, yeah, <laughs> oh, we're all fun employed. I'm so depressed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember you were, I think I told Jesse this before, but it was like right before your wedding and you were like trying to fit into your wedding dress. Oh my God. And every time you, we were like, you were like, we cannot order pizza because like, I'm not eating pizza right now. And every time we would get drunk and we'd be like, let's order pizza. And we would order pizza. <laughs> and, we would, and I would eat like half the pizza. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite memories is just, you'd be like, we are not getting pizza this time. And then like <laughs> two hours later, we were like, we're getting pizza. <laughs> Any diet dreams I've ever had just have never worked out, which is for the best, to be honest. But yeah, and then you came to my, thank God I'm not married party. Very fun. It's just really shocking to hear all this and to hear that you had a life before me, Erin. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jesse. My life began again. You were born again, some would say. Yeah, you were born again. Yeah. <laughs> You've been washed in the spirit, you know? Like Ashley would say, when Amy's life begins again 18 years after when John moves out. <laughs> Wait, okay. This is relevant to Secret Life. So I watched this growing up. Oh my God. As like a young teen with my mom. <laughs> oh my God, you were one of them. <gasps> yeah, and I very specifically remember a moment where I. Adrian? Is that Yes, her name? yes. She, like, asks Grace's dad if she can 
get her virginity back? Yes. Oh, Axe. Is that Jack's okay. dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that's who it is. Right. Because yes. I was so confused. Okay, sorry. We can talk about this. No, later. that's one of the funniest points of the series. And I also remember seeing that on a commercial, seeing, yeah. not knowing who these people are, and seeing Grace turn to Adrian and say, you should become a virgin again. It's one of my two, yeah. like, burned in, ingrained <laughs> memories of this show when it was airing. That's like, like a, like a core memory oh, in my sure. mind. Like if I lost that, my brain would crumble. Like it's like, it's a load bearing yeah. memory. <laughs> Is that scene from Secret Oh Life? my gosh. I, yes. I have like parts of the commercials that are like yes. core yeah. memories where I can like remember like the weight of the blanket that was wrapped around me. <laughs> Or the way like, I thought you were going to say the weight of the blanket that was wrapped around Ashley and Amy as they embraced no, but at the that's end of like every the cr- single commercial. Yeah, it's just wild. Also, okay. I watched one of those recently, and the background music is the song Courage by Orianthe featuring Lacey from Flyleaf, which you know was my jam in those days. You just said so many words that I don't understand. <laughs> Jesse, I want to seem so cool for you, but I don't know what okay. So the thing is, that was like one of the least th- cool things I could... Like, do you remember Orianthe? You remember the moment, like the two hours when she was like huge? She was like a guitar player, no. rock singing chick. She was supposed okay, to go on see, tour with Michael Jackson. See, the name sounds very familiar. So I feel like that's Was like... she part of the um, era when I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music? Very well could be. Okay. But she did the like, according to you song. The like, according to you. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Useless. I can't do anything right. Yeah. Be careful singing too much of that because yeah. you can get... Um copyrighted <laughs> yes Orianthe is a huge listener to the pod and she's been waiting to take <laughs> yeah. us down yeah she's going to she probably needs the money these days <laughs> i don't know she probably made Anyways. good money as michael jackson's touring musician that's true sorry that was mean i should have yeah said i'm that. sorry Orianthe, like i'm so sorry they didn't mean it like we're just gonna um please don't sue us yeah. for singing that much <laughs> but yeah no that kind of segued segwayed segwayt because that's a good segue you know into um how i knew of ellen initially i think mm. right because you were like radio or in the radio okay so yes i we i think you had the show after you had the show us. immediately <laughs> after you yeah um and you yeah. were like you were like the music director or something right yes i was the music director i was given that job because nobody else applied for it i was this happens. Uh-oh. You froze there for a second. Son of a gun. At least on my end. You okay. know, it's because Jesse's in Wisconsin and they don't have internet. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm on dial-up right now, so I can't <laughs> use my phone. Um, but <laughs> we were actually on exec staff together for a hot second, and I wanted to be yes. your friend, but I was, like, afraid to. Oh, my God. Everyone always tells me that they were scared of me, and I'm like, no, I was just miserable and <laughs> And like, yeah, literally just. Well, I was a scared little boy, basically. But I just remember, like, I would see the music that you brought in, and like some of your comments on it always made me laugh. I used to get in trouble for what? those all the time because we had a Telegram back before Telegram <gasps> became a conspiracy theory mill. Back when it was like just a group chat yeah. thing, and I would always get in trouble. I mean, to be fair, I also got in trouble because I would go in and sort CDs drunk all the time. That's cool, though. You should be applauded for that. I was just going to say, I remember the one that really stood out to me that I laughed so hard. It was like, I believe that it was the Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness CD. And the uh. comment on it was, sounds very similar to Jack's mannequin 
<laughs> and yeah. the corporate. I left so hard. They, they got so mad at me for these. And because I was... Were you the one who I brought was, in the Troy Savant? I also had a radio show. I want to be part of this conversation. Did, were you the one who brought in the Troy Savant CD? Probably. I think it's so funny because people were, they were like, you cannot play this song, this song, this song, this song, and this I know. song off of that CD. I know. So you could play like Youth and that was it off yes. of that CD. Youth and Wild, I think. <laughs> I found out that the word goddamn was a swear word because of the radio station. Yes! Because I didn't know that. And then I was, um, I was playing, oh, some song from some band, I don't remember, but it said God Damn in it, and we immediately got a phone call from Darren. Like, Darren his studio. was like a hawk. I love that man, but I, know. I was love so him. afraid. Love him, love him. Not sure how he agreed to giving me that job because I was giving him headaches before I was on the exec team. We... <laughs> I, we would always get calls and he'd be like, um, can you stop talking so much and just play music? Wow, they really said shut up Damn. and play to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, but God. I was also very much in love with another member of the exec team and would, I'm not going to tell you who, oh. which one. It was the one everyone was in love with, though. You can probably guess. And um, It was me. I know. Yeah. Like, we were, we're talking around it, but it was definitely me. And I know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to say it. It's embarrassing. Yes, I understand <laughs> it would be super embarrassing. Um, yeah. But hey, you know, this is a safe space for conversation. Yeah. I will just say that now this person is married and expecting a baby. So like I did definitely. Yeah, I'll there. say. But anyway, all this to say, I knew of Ellen through the radio and then we became Twitter mutuals and um, we've had a long standing feud that I hope we can put to rest today. Probably not, not, though, because I will not change my position that um, it's all it's all like most things in the world. It is one Mr. Akechi Goro slash Goro Akechi, depending on which country you reside in. It's all his fault. Jesse, I cannot forgive you for being an Akechi Goro stan. I don't like it it about myself, (laughs) but it's something that's just happened. And he's so toxic. He's toxic, but more importantly, he's hot. Um, and I think that needs He's to be like, taken into account. You know, he would ghost you. He would gaslight he would, you. <laughs> and that's, that is my type. Also, when you say he would ghost me, you do mean he would physically murder me. Uh, he yes. would make a ghost out of me. But... Wait, Jesse, remind me to send you a meme. Blurb. Yes. I, <laughs> it's, it's about a catchy Goro. That's, that's all I need to hear. I want all the catchy memes. If you're listening to the show and you have a catchy memes, please send them my way. <laughs> Tweet them out. <laughs> Um, can I ask a question? I would love that. Who is that? Okay, so... We shouldn't tell. Yeah, you're actually probably a better, healthier, happier person, person. for not knowing, but he's um, one of the um, main characters of Shin Megami Tensai Persona 5 and Shin Megami Tensai Persona 5 Royal. Okay. I just... Akechi Goro's... He's basically... You're, like, a very basic, like tall fruity anime boy yes 100 <laughs> like, you see him and you're like yes yeah. this is the boy he's definitely in love with the protagonist of the game like 105 percent. it's like kind of obvious in the original and then in royal they're like well yeah. we're not gonna hide it anymore we're just gonna make yeah, it like explicitly just... canon that yeah they're like it's no longer subtext it's text ladies <laughs> his biggest inner conflict is how much he wants to fuck the protagonist that's so funny Ellen, we'll, uh, we'll give you a chance to introduce yourself however oh, you want to, yes. um, and then we'll get into the episode. But really quickly, I have been seeing that you've been playing, I think, Dream Daddy? Yes, I've been streaming Dream okay. Daddy. So every time I play Dream Daddy, I, I know it's never going to work out. I know it's never <laughs> yeah. going to work out, and I always go for the fucking pastor. What is wrong with me? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? Uh, that sounds like something to talk to your therapist about. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds. I'm always like, I'll always go on two dates with everyone else, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to go on the third date with the pastor and see where it goes. And then I'm like, my heart is broken. It's never going to change no matter how well I do on the day. He's never going to leave his wife for me. <sighs> it's so, so hard. Aaron, that's, there's a lot to unpack <laughs> with that. It's called um, religious trauma. My shirt actually says I have religious trauma. Oh, wow. Wait, that's really funny. <laughs> I love that. So anyway, good times. It's also oh the hot God. priest from Fleabag. I've not, I've famously not seen hot Fleabag. Hot priest is, that's devastating, I know, I Jesse. keep trying to get him to watch it. I would watch it, but again, I spent the last year doing nothing but playing Persona 5. <laughs> like, I truly <laughs> devoted 230 hours to various iterations of that game over the past year. So I haven't had time for other media. I'll there, eventually get to Fleabag. Are there only 230 hours in a whole year? Okay, it's actually 365, oh. but it's close. Because I got to sleep, too. Yeah, there's, there's hours? 365 <laughs> hours every year. <laughs> okay. I will say about Fleabag, though, it is a very quick watch. Yeah. It okay. doesn't take up a lot of your time. Because it's 12 episodes. Yeah. I um, I also famously don't have an Amazon Prime account because I'm kind of a I, better person than both of you. <laughs> I told you I'd give you my mom's login. Yeah, I do have... Or no, I don't have my mother's login. I've been trying to get her to give me hers, but she doesn't know her password. That's how secure she is about her passwords. She doesn't know them. Anywho. Ellen, would you like to introduce yourself? You can give any identifiers, qualifiers, whatever you want. You don't you don't have to share anything, too. You know I'm about to plug the chance. Yes, <laughs> as you should. It's like, I don't know what YouTube is famously, and it's my favorite YouTube channel. I watch it frequently. Hell yes. Love it. Um... My name is Ellen. Um, as mentioned, I know Aaron and Jesse from college. Well, more like from post-college. Um, because I guess everyone was scared of me in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's actually, we've talked about this before on this podcast, but like if we knew you in college, like there's probably too much shared trauma that we can like not hang out with you yeah, anymore. No, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably yeah. true. I don't know what else about me. I use any and all pronouns at the moment. If someone uses uses something I don't like, I'll tell you, but the risk of that is very low. I play very fast and loose. And now I'm going to plug my YouTube channel. I make YouTube videos um, at Ellen Noel. That's N-O-E-L. And Ellen like DeGeneres, unfortunately. <laughs> um, not like Keller. <laughs> um, and I make video essays about different kinds of media and how they like relate to our real world and like history and like how like I don't know like I did a video about kaiju movies and what they say about like the anxieties going on in Japan in the 1950s and stuff like that and I think it's cool and you should subscribe to Ellen Noel on YouTube. I second that. I like your channel very, very much. I watch it even when I don't know what the things you're talking about are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you're plus. if you're one of the people who wants us to do Degrassi, um, oh, next Ellen has a video on Degrassi. Yes, I do. Also, like if you just want to talk to Grassy, hit me up. Like I can, I will talk to Grassy. Oh. <laughs> anyway, end ad. <laughs> 
It's our first sponsored post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's the thing. We don't usually <laughs> tell people this, but Ellen is paying us to be here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> $50,000, surprisingly yeah. enough. I think yeah, you messed um, up on the Venmo and you sent, you put some oh, extra zeros. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Yikes. I mean, it's fine. Like, I'm partnered on YouTube now. Oh, so oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just kidding. I've made $11. So. <laughs> Did you, wait, can I, I don't want to, like, you know, take away from your YouTube credentials, but have I ever told either of you my YouTube credentials? Yeah, your um, oh Hunger Games. Please. Yes, I was one of the stars of the Real World Hunger Games, which was a competition LARP series oh my God. that were <laughs> live streamed on uh, YouTube. And also, so I have been uh, involved as a player and as a commentator. And every year I get about $7 of royalties sent to me by the guy who <laughs> ran oh it God. all. Because he splits it between the exact staff of Real World Hunger Games. Oh my god. Jesse, I love that for it's you. It's so uh, deeply embarrassing, but also so funny. So, like... I don't think that's embarrassing. No, you're getting paid to make art. That's the thing. And that is... It is art in that it was a bunch of pre- to mid-pubescent teens running around a forest hitting each other with sticks. And people were watching a live stream of this shit. Like, it's <laughs> wild to me. I had fans in New Zealand which doesn't make sense to me and they were all seven year olds for sure that's so funny all the comments on the videos are do they actually kill people in this (laughs) (laughs) oh my are you all familiar with the web series in earnest that I was a part of that was filmed at our alma mater and starred um, many of the big names from um, our school's theater department who I'm not going to out right now but I used to get DMs on Tumblr because I had in my bio that I worked on in earnest. And people were like, oh my god, you know such and such? And I'm like, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like, I, like, that eventually died down, but it, it did very well, like, oh, at least at the beginning. I've never heard of this. Um, I might have to look this up. Yeah, I've never. You should look it up. It's very cringy to go back on. Like, it, it has not aged well. Don't you love <laughs> like, the internet for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Luckily, I was behind the camera for that, so God bless. Um, Also, my ex's twin sister was a leading role in in Ernest. She hated me, like, actively and vocally. That's always a fun time. Um, So it was a good work dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds super healthy. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to read the oral history of In Ernest someday on Vice or something. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Okay, well, we can get into it. This is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. My name is Jesse. Oh, and I'm Ellen. I didn't know. No, that's okay. Yeah, you you know what? You're our third for this. You know, we frequently are on Tinder looking for a third, and you've answered our ad. Great. (laughs) Jesse's roommate wasn't up for it. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I said it might be weird to live together after that. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, so this episode, we're covering season two, episode 21, entitled Choices. And so this episode was written by Brenda Hampton and Elaine Arada. Elaine has fallen out of my good graces with this episode. I thought you you. liked this episode. No, I really, okay, I liked it the first time I watched it, and then I had to watch it a second time and take notes on it. And and that'll do it. it. Yeah. No, I texted Aaron after I watched this episode, just the message... Is Secret Life of the American Teenager a good show? 
Oh my god, wait, really? Because I was having like a brain aneurysm. <laughs> so the thing is, you <laughs> have to remember is, like, that we have watched so many of these. <laughs> And this is the oh first god, one that like resembled an actual television program. <laughs> oh my god! Like David came in like halfway through to like because we were like eating lunch and like not to bring back Degrassi, but me and David have been watching Degrassi, and he was like, "Why would you watch this instead of Degrassi? <laughs> like this is like he's like, why are they talking like that?" And I'm like, I wish oh I knew god. why they were uh, talking. Take like it up that. with Brenda Hampton <laughs> for real. A menace. Oh my god. So. It had 3.14 million viewers, and it aired on March 1st, 2010. Jesse, were you able to do your biblical context? I'm ready. I'm really excited about my biblical context. Okay. Can I go first? I would love that for you. Okay, my article's from the New York Times. Mm. And on March 1st, 2010, in their art section, they had an article entitled... Get ready to board the Glee Express. <gasps> Destination, everything. your town. And it's an article about how the first, it's like the first tour after the first season of Glee. They did seven cities and then the next summer they did so many. It was like an international tour, but. I forgot they toured for Glee. Yeah, twice. I had lots of friends who This went. is dy- dystopian. This was the beginning of the ad yeah. for things. <laughs> um. Who wants to do their biblical context next? Also, all of a sudden it got very dark in my apartment. It did. I think you might be in a snuff film. Do you have the hurricane? Because we have a hurricane. Oh my god, is that happening for you right now? It's happening, like, as we speak. Wow. Like, the streets are flooded, but it's okay. I'm here recording my podcast. (laughs) It's my podcast. This is like that meme with the Russian guy that's like, there is much hurt in the world, but in here. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much love. Yeah. I was talking to my mom on the phone today um, (sighs) while I went for a walk, and she had just come from my grandparents' house and had, like, cut down a tree that had fallen. Yeah. Hurricanes. Crazy out there. Wow. I was fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy it's back here, then. Am I right? <laughs> Not a vibe. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I have a very easy one. Yeah, I love that. Which I which I vetted via Twitter yesterday, and you said it worked. So it's just the fact that the song I'm a Bee by the Black Eyed Peas was number one on the charts um, on March 1st, 2010. Um, spurring on so many jokes involving like the insect bee. Yes. Um, and oh, yeah. yes, the the message boards went crazy for that one. Early meme, maybe. <laughs> that song but yeah. was the best. It was. I'm a bee. It really was. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bee. B. Yeah. I'm a bee. That next level be level. I'm a bee rocking over that bass treble. I'm gonna be doing them you flips know. and one-handed tricks and shit. I'm gonna be the flyest chick, you know. Um, you really want to get like? I am like, trying to get the law to make me stop this podcast. <laughs> it's the only shut way it out. Down. Copyright claim on podcasts is so hard to do. Really? Yeah, like you can like fully play up to like thirty seconds of a song. See, I think. I wish YouTube was yeah. like that. No, YouTube. It's... I would be. They would have my ass in a vice right it's now horrible jesse so i've got a very big news story um swede swindler convicted of attempted armed robbery and the first line of this news story is just swede victory exclamation point where um, is this from 
Uh, the New York Post, which is, you know, flawless literature. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's about like a, uh, a would-be Swede swindler, Louise Parson, is now a four-time violent felon and faces anywhere from 16 years to life in prison for pulling a carpet knife on Lieutenant Commander Peter Palm near Penn Station last year. This whole thing reads like some kind of demented tongue twister. Yeah, it's very whimsical. It is. It's very... It's... <laughs> Brenda Hampton could learn a thing or two. Oh, for sure. Am I supposed to know who this person is? No, it's just no? a Swede swindler who swindled some Swedes <laughs> selling Swiss cheese. Okay, we should get into this because I have eight pages of notes. So, uh, Oh my god, I have two pages and I thought it was a no, lot. Shit, I always, okay. I'm the one who like moves <laughs> us through the episode, so I have a lot, always. Yeah, Aaron okay. makes me feel bad every time they reveal how many notes they took, because I have like four sentences, and all of them are just like, well, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally half of these just say LOL yes, yeah, in yes. all caps. <laughs> like, um, no, my... my caps lock is just like going to be broken by the end of my note. It's just, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, the first thing I just want to say is we see the previously on. Oh, my Lord. In which Ben says the line that he wants Ricky to pummel him, which is so funny. <laughs> just so funny. I could not stop laughing. Yes, um, it, and with no context whatsoever, it gets better than... Yeah, it's better than the... Like, just so good. Okay. I just wish there was, like, a shot of Ricky being like, I want that twink obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> was that not on your previously on? That was the next part of mine. Oh, um, I think... Oh, yeah. Maybe that was next episode. I, I don't know. Obliterated. Okay, so we open... Ricky is at a hotel, I'm assuming. This first scene... I was so confused. I was so confused. My All my notes are just, what's going on? Where are we? What's happening? Who is this guy? Are we in a city now? Is it an apartment building? I felt maybe like. that would make sense why he knew. Well, well, we'll get to there because that's the thought I had too. It seems like a hotel lobby. Ricky is looking for his mom, and he asks the like lobby attendant or the front yeah. desk person. Yeah, and, who's like and, insistent that he has not seen Ricky's mother in years. Yeah, he's out of the game. He's clean and sober, so, like, he Which, hasn't seen... What game? <laughs> you know, that is the question that I cannot answer for you. But... Do we think that Ricky's mom is Brenda Hampton's coke dealer? <gasps> yes. That actually makes sense. Now that sense. you say it. You know what? I think we've cra- I think you cracked it. Like, that... Yeah. Yeah. And that's the so, game. It is. What um, if the game is him recognizing that they're all characters in a show and he's like I won't be a puppet on a string anymore for Brenda Hampton's little entertainment oh hour. Having a stranger than fiction moment. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry I don't want to get too off track so soon but can you imagine stranger than fiction but it's Brenda Hampton's voice in your head. Oh my god. I think oh. god, not to not to cancel myself, but I would jump off the Brooklyn 100%. Bridge. 100%. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would have been a much shorter movie not- because it would take two seconds to be like, I'm out. I'm not doing yeah. this. Jesse, yeah, I can't do this. Jesse would jump off of his balcony in only morning. Yes, celebration. 100%. And I wouldn't even aim for the pool this time. <laughs> Ricky is not taking this guy's no for an answer. He writes on his phone number and kind of like throws it at the guy. He's like, you know, if you see my mom, give her, like, I want her to call me, whatever. So this guy follows up that interaction by immediately calling Ricky's mom. Yeah, which, like, then just say you know where she is, you dumbass. Like, what do you think is going to happen? 
And it's very confusing, right? Because she's in bed. She rolls over, picks up the phone. It's this guy. And I'm thinking, is she in a hotel room? Because who has a corded phone next to their bed? I also, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird that the, like, desk attendant was like, oh, it was him. Like, as if, like, we're like, it's been made clear that this is the first time Ricky's gone looking for her. Like, yeah, in years. And he made it sound like, he had been like there before yeah. and was like a new And also like, like if it's this agreement that like she wants to know when he's there again why don't you just tell him that you know where she is and so, yeah, like I don't <laughs> there's so much oh my gosh my brain was kind of exploded at this point already which is honestly a Two record minutes. <laughs> yeah yeah so Ricky like his mom gets called whatever his mom is being portrayed by Anne Ramsey, Ramsey, something like yeah, that. Yeah, famous who, for Mad About You. Yeah, and she has a Screen Actors Guild Award, so... Can I... You're going to hate me for this, Aaron, but I do need to say, um, we have our most... Our second most direct line to the hit NBC sitcom Friends. Was she in Friends? No, she was in Mad About You, which famously features Ursula Buffay, who is Phoebe Buffay's twin sister. Oh, she was also in A League of Their Own, which doesn't relate to what we're talking about. Oh, I love A League of Their Own. Yeah. I just love seeing the lesbians play baseball, you know? Yeah, she's very hot. That's really all I have to say. My history teacher in 11th grade had a poster of A League (laughs) of Their Own in her room. Do we think she was? 100%. That movie is for the lesbians. (laughs) Okay. So. Just confirming. Yeah, you're going to put Madonna in a baseball uniform and tell me it's not for the lesbians. And Gina Davis yeah i miss her i hope she's doing okay she adopted that mouse and then kind of disappeared okay so she gets a call from the front desk basically saying ricky's here he's looking for you whatever we go to ricky outside he gets a call on his cell phone i immediately thought it was gonna be his mom it's not his mom it's ashley okay i did have a note here ashley is amy's little sister yes why is ashley calling ricky that's a great question. We've never established that she's, like, a friend of Ricky. They hung out one time, and they both got yelled at for it. Like, that seems... I don't know. That, that seems a little sus to me. No. <laughs> I don't... For sure. Ashley is just in everyone's business, yes. is the thing. Okay. Anyway, she immediately guesses that, like, the unfinished business he has to take care of is seeing his mother, and he's like oh, I didn't think you were listening when we, you know, talked, whatever. Which, why would you talk about very deep things like your mother if you don't think the other person is listening? I mean, sometimes, sometimes that can be nice, though, to just have, like, a brick wall. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, um, isn't that basically what therapy that is? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, a trauma dump. My therapist and I went to the same school and so we both received the same training. And so basically we just like commiserate about a lot of things during my sessions. And I'm like, I'm really regretting what I'm going to have to get a new therapist and I can't like do this with them. But oh. anyway, so Ashley is impressed with his dramatic exit. Sure. I started reading Ashley Jurgen's diary for this podcast and I That's will so talk invasive. about it more. But I want to say in, like, the first chapter, she talks about how she tried to get her parents, like, 
locked up for being criminally insane because they like wouldn't let her do something very simple at the age of like seven they told her no and so she like went and found a cop to like try to arrest her parents so wait there's a diary yes back up we are reading it for the podcast oh my god bless your soul yeah Yeah, because you know just watching like 150 Isn't episodes enough. of this wasn't enough. We need to yeah, really you, dig in. You need the companion yeah. piece. Yeah. <laughs> so Ricky tells Ashley he called his parents to let them know he's okay. And Ashley thinks that Ricky owes Leo a conversation, which is sure. I, whatever. Um, Ricky says he doesn't want to talk to anybody. And Ashley says that, sh- well, he can always call her because they're friends. He asks about John. And she says, John's fine. And she's like, but how are you? And Ricky says, not that good. Um, He doesn't want to come back because he's afraid he'd look like an idiot. And Ashley's like, no, you can just come back. Just go to school, move back into your apartment, pretend nothing ever happened. Like, it'll be fine. That is an iconic move to pull after you've, like, made a huge problem for people. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't... Did he really make a huge problem for people? No, I mean, like, he just made... The only problem he made was, like, everyone's really worried about him. Yeah. So, like, not actually, like, a pro- I shouldn't have said problem, but, like, after you've made a big splash, um, the best thing to do is to just not acknowledge that it happened. <laughs> um, With Ricky's skill, he could gaslight the entire school into thinking <laughs> that he didn't go at all. That is a note I have for later. Why does everyone want to fuck this boy so bad? <laughs> Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> it gets more and more baffling the more episodes you watch. They, people love an emotionally, unavo- emotionally unavailable boy. Yeah, people love an Italian. Also, That's a quicker way to say that. An Italian. <laughs> <laughs> also, Aaron, I don't know if I'm stepping on any of your notes here, but I did take a note of the things that he says. I'm not a kid. Never have been. I thought that was very dramatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And very, like, I was like, oh. Like, it was, it was just very, very melodramatic. Um, so I just, I took it. No, I, I don't have that in my notes. That's great. Yeah, we love some intrigue. You know, we love. Yeah. I've never been innocent enough to be called a child. Yeah. Like, very, very 2014 Tom. Oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> I was That's where Brenda Hampton spent all of her time. Yes. Yeah. There was stuff on 2014 Tumblr that wasn't porn. <laughs> Not on my <laughs> laptop. <laughs> When someone says 2014 Tumblr, I'm like, oh, porn. Um. <laughs> oh, you weren't a part of Super Hulak? You weren't brain damaged by Super Hulak? I had a Hulak? Pretty Little Liars Tumblr. Oh, my God. I'm not shocked. I'm not, I'm not I, shocked. Listen. I did not use Tumblr for anything other than porn. I had a Parks and Rec Tumblr that had a lot of followers. Same with my Instagram I account, wish you wouldn't but... have deleted those because we definitely could have I leveraged know. them into listeners. My Parks and Rec Instagram account had 30,000 followers. Oh my hmm. god. Damn. I went viral on Tumblr for taking a picture, a cardboard cutout of David Tennant to my senior prom. <laughs> I love that. That's actually yes. beautiful. David Tennant, wow. He is so good in um, DuckTales. Everything? Yes, DuckTales. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. Jesse, let's turn to DuckTales. Honestly, I love DuckTales. I will do that in a heartbeat. Obsessed with it. I've never done a podcast based on something that I enjoy, so that would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway. Um, Yes, we can continue. No, you're so fine. So, okay. Ricky says this dramatic line because Ashley says that he can pretend that everything never happened. And he's like, well, I wish my life never happened. Yes. Um, he is such a and sad boy emo. 
he really is. Ricky says he wanted to kill somebody, so he left. And he says that he regrets meeting Adrian and making friends with Leo and Ben and even ever meeting Amy at band camp. And Ashley is like, but what about John? Aw, you can't say that because you have a son. And it's like, okay, Ashley, you care about John now? First time for everything. Ricky wants to talk to his mom. And Ashley's like, okay, well... If you need to talk, like, you can call me. I won't tell anyone. Ashley, have we not learned our lesson about seeking, keeping secrets? When has Ashley ever kept a secret, Aaron? I'll get back to you <laughs> Every secret one. she's kept has gone immediately into George's ear. Wait, is George the dad? Yeah. Fuck George. Oh my god, I hate <laughs> this. Yeah. No. Sorry, I've literally watched one episode of the show in my adult life, and I hate him. Yeah. Sorry. No. You know what? This episode it's especially, it's valid to hate him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why Ashley is doing this for Ricky. But no. So my immediate thought was that something was going to happen because he, he's like, if anything happens to John, like, call me, whatever. So yeah. I was scared that something was going to happen to John. And that's why Ricky was going to come back. Like, John oh. was going to end up in the hospital, yeah, whatever. John was going to get like, consumption. You know, he was going to cough and there was going to be like <laughs> little drops of red on the tissue. <laughs> he hides it in his little baby pocket <laughs> as to not worry the others. <laughs> um. I think we just wrote a better show. <laughs> what if Secret Life of the American Teenager took place in the 1840s? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, it's actually based on the opera La Boheme. Didn't you know that? <laughs> um, we go to Adrian's bed. So we go to the theme. We go to the... Oh, fuck. We go to the theme from that. We come back and we're in Adrian's bedroom and we have an interaction between Cindy, Adrian's mom, and Adrian. I have the dialogue to do because I think that's better than summarizing this scene. Would anybody like to do it? I can do it. I I did have a note here that Adrian's mom, I believe, is hot. Um, Bob, yeah, she bobs her head a lot. Oh, yeah. When she talks, she's like, Okay. Like, I know this is a podcast. This is great for, like, an audio format, what I'm doing right yeah. now. <laughs> Watch the episode. You should be anyway if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she bobs her head yeah. a lot. Anyways, I can I can read dialogue. I did theater in college. Oh, oh I also used to work at a mystery din- dinner theater in Pittsburgh. So, like, not to flex, That's, but I was a paid actor. That actually sounds... <laughs> Fun in a miserable kind of way. Fifty dollars a show. <laughs> so wait, was that like a really fun job or like an awful job? It was actually pretty fun. It was honestly, I would have done it for free. Like I know you shouldn't do yeah, it for free, yeah. but I, I would have done it for free. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I put um, it yes. all in here. It's, it looks like a lot, but who, so who? Um, I'll play Cindy. Um, excuse you. Um, I'm actually, no, no, no. I'm the director. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, fair. Aaron, you'll play Cindy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think I should play Adrian. Okay, Aaron will play Adrian. Ellen, you'll play Cindy. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, scene one, uh, take 37. Action. <clears throat> hey, Chacha, I'm off. When I come back the day after tomorrow, we're going to have a little wedding. So, yeah. Look, you have to get some other witnesses. Ricky's parents backed out. They backed out without even meeting us? Yeah, they backed out. Oh, all right. Well, we'll just have to get some new witnesses. They have a lot of witnesses at these wedding chapels. Is Ricky coming? I doubt it. Because? He left. He left? 
What do you mean he left? He took off. Do you know where he is? No, he hasn't called me. You don't know where he is or why he left? No, no one does. Did his parents back out or you're just assuming? Assuming. Adrian, your dad told me that Ricky kissed Amy. Yeah, so Ricky claims he's not going to tell Ruben he did more than kiss Amy. What, you think he's lying that he and Amy did something more? I thought so, but look, I don't know. Who knows? He's a liar and so is she. Hmm, what did you do? I know you wouldn't just let that go. Even if you knew it was just a kiss, you wouldn't just let that go. Of course I wouldn't, so I fooled around with Ben. (gasps) Fooled around? As in had sex with Ben? Ben Boykovich? Amy's boyfriend, Ben? They don't go out. They're not boyfriend-girlfriend anymore. Oh, no. He's just friends with Ricky. You went to Ricky's friend to get back at him. Adrian! Look, I wish I didn't, but I did. And now I just have to live with that. And, well, I can live with that. Adrian, come on. You don't have to be so tough. I know that losing Ricky would break your heart. And now that he's gone, you can't possibly be so cavalier about all this. Please, I'm not heartbroken. I'm fine. Look, I... Okay, I was upset, but I'm fine. Go, have a good trip. Mm, thanks. <laughs> this, um, first of all, I want to say, um, no, no, it's a great job, both of you. Um, thank you. And Wonderful. also, it took every ounce of willpower I had not to do one of those. Freeze! Now say it like you're in an anime, you know? Like, make this into a really fun improv game, you know? <laughs> God, did I tell? Oh, did you guys know mid pandemic I signed up for a virtual improv yes. class because that's how depressed I was? <laughs> it was just as devastating as you could that, imagine. God, okay, no, sorry. that no, you're. I so love fine. that because you know improv is Zoom improv. It's improv, <laughs> improv's improv. You know. Yeah, it's great. It's even better when it's done virtual. I can imagine yeah. <laughs> virtual improv is that's where the future is. Yeah, really good. Because you can really, like, keep with the beat of, like, the scene. Yeah, you know, you really got a yes and. But I will say, that whole scene felt like improv. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Like, the way they talk is just so divorced from reality, you know? (laughs) Also, when, so just, like, for context, the only note I have on this, because we did the dialogue, is that when Cindy goes to leave, Adrian, like, fakes a smile Mm. so clearly she's upset about ricky leaving whatever but yes it is so divorced from any semblance of a conversation between a mother and a daughter the beginning is so unhinged starting off with hey cha-cha which is a nickname we've never heard before (laughs) (laughs) that's why i had the note adrian's mom because i didn't even know i was like is this her mother or like a sister because one she's really hot and really this is young so true so it's a family of young hot people <laughs> and is. the way they yeah and the way they talked i was like this isn't this isn't her if my mother, mother walked into my room and said hey cha-cha um i would be like oh did you mean to google something <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of 2010 yeah. cha-cha oh, i miss cha-cha i hope she's doing well oh what an cha-cha. icon wow cha-cha queer icon never gave one me time, the right answers oh my god one time when i was 15 i asked cha-cha if the only thing boys wanted was sex 
<laughs> what was the answer? Cha Cha responded, unfortunately, a lot of the time, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's iconic. That's how Brenda Hampton wrote these episodes. Brenda Ham- <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cha Cha, what's a good nickname for a daughter from a mother? <laughs> Cha Cha, of course. <laughs> Yeah, she just like auto completed using chocolate. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on, Cindy goes downstairs. She meets Ruben in the kitchen and tells you know Ruben the lowdown. Ruben can't believe that Adrian slept with Ben because Ricky and Amy just kissed. He interrogated Ricky and he knows that's all they did. Cindy has to go and she's like, "What are you gonna say to Adrian?" I know what you're going to say to her. You need to tell her that you love her because she like already knows it was wrong and she's feeling bad about herself and about doing something wrong. This is the moment that Adrian comes in and she's like, um, it wasn't wrong. Sure. Adrian, like whatever you gotta <laughs> say. Um, also and- as we were talking about this, I did discover that this was the original. It started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Historical moment. Yeah, I think the killers were for sure watching Secret Life of the American Teenager, and they're like, there's a song here. Jesse, when they wrote that song that I'm pretty sure came out five years before this episode. 100%. You made that same joke last episode. Did I? Yes. Wow. Uh, how embarrassing. You know what? That's how monumental it was this time that I was so shocked I forgot that I said it last time. I was really proud of that too, dang it. Um, I'll just cut it out of the last episode. No, no, keep it in both. I want to be humble. Okay. <laughs> so Cindy has to go. Ruben kisses her and says goodbye, Mrs. Enriquez. I think that's Yeah, the first time we discover that Ruben is Ruben Enriquez. Um, and Cindy is like, gross. Why did you just call me that? Yeah. And then she goes to leave. So then Ruben and Adrian have a conversation and he's like what you did was wrong. I'm sorry. Let me start over. I love you. You're my daughter. But it was wrong. And Adrian says that sex with a guy would only ever be wrong if it wasn't fun. Which. That was an iconic move, though. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was one that I put exclamation points. <laughs> it's so. It's wild to me that this is where she comes down on this. Like. Um, Also, for sure, I can guarantee, given who the relations were with, this was wrong. Because I can't imagine she had fun with Ben. Well, she says she did. Because Ruben says something about how she, like, made herself have sex with Ben because of this situation between Ricky and Amy. And she's like, I didn't have to make myself do anything. I like Ben. We're friends. And what's sex between friends anyway? I wrote what's sex between friends anyway, too, because that line was hilarious. <laughs> um, me. It's messy, Adrian. That's, that's what the is. thing. That is like the most chaotic point of view you could have. My I know. Favorite, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> my favorite fan fiction trope is friends with benefits to lovers. Yes. Yeah. That's why there were not one, but two feature films released in a single year dealing with this topic. Friends with benefits yes. starring Justin Timberlake and Mila yes. Kunis was my first rated R movie. <gasps> And that's a good one, um, that I snuck, honestly. Yes, that I snuck into with my friend after we saw the Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> that is wonderful. Those were great movies, and it's wild to me that they were in theaters the same time. Yeah. Ruben says, it's wrong. And Adrian says that she evened the score. And Ruben's like, why aren't you crying about Ricky being gone? Like, I feel like you should be crying. 
And she says, honestly, this is easier. That is cognitive dissonance, baby. Oh, I love cognitive dissonance. Right? It is easier to be outraged and say that you didn't do anything wrong instead of taking responsibility and feeling the guilt yes, of that. Yes, that is... We love it. Cognitive dissonance is what allowed me to be homophobic for so long, and I miss those days. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. <laughs> so... We go to the Jurgens' kitchen. Amy is holding John and talking to George. And she, she is packing her diaper bag and just going on about how she does not give a single shit if Ricky comes back. Yes. She's like, oh, it would be nice, actually. Yeah. I don't need to share John with anyone. I can just be a single mom. You know, I can be fun. I can be flirty. I can be free. And this is my baby now. Yeah. She's like... You know, in a couple years, I can pick a new dad for John. And a new daddy for me. This This is, it's very, how old is she, 16? Yeah. It's very 16 of Yes, it is. It's like, it's one of those things where you want to be like, I can't believe you're saying this. And then you're like, oh, you're actually just talking like a teenager does in these situations. Yeah. 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 She says, like, me wanting all of this doesn't mean that I don't appreciate Ricky and everything he's done for me and John, whatever. But her life is complicated and she wants to uncomplicate her life. And she looks at Ashley's and she's like, starting by not driving her to school. I'm Which sorry. I forgot they were feuding. <laughs> yeah, me too. But my sister drove me to school when we were in high school together. And if she had looked at my parents and been like, I don't want to drive her to school. And Never. No, my parents would have been like, um, okay, then you're not driving yourself to school. Like, yeah. we're not. What? Yeah, never. No. Amy does this thing where she kind of makes her own rules for herself and then just goes. (laughs) Also, didn't she get grounded from driving last episode? Yeah, but I think George realized that he doesn't want to drive her Oh, he was like, oh, wait, that actually, that's more work for me than punishment for her. So um, she can just do whatever she wants with no consequences. Amy leaves without Ashley. Yes. So then Ashley and George have a conversation where in which Ashley does exposition, exclamation point. Um, <laughs> Amy feels rejected now that Ricky and Ben have both chosen Adrian over her. Yeah, which is like, and then, okay, be hot, fun, and popular like Adrian, and then you won't have that problem, Amy. George asks if Ashley has talked to Ricky since she left, and Ashley lies. Thank God. We go to the Bowman house. Tom and Grace are in the kitchen, and Kathleen is not there i guess and she needs to get so grace needs to get a ride to school from a friend and tom just goes what friends you don't have friends that was awesome grace feels hurt by all of the friends she used to have because of the whole adrian and ben situation because no one took her into consideration and tom is like oh you're hurt because you got left out and i was like was this supposed to be like a threesome situation it was supposed to be a massive orgy in the back (laughs) of the mother-daughter dance Apparently, Madison and Jack split up. And I say, I have a general note about Grace, and it's that she looks like she is 35 years old. <laughs> and granted, most of the teens in this show do. She especially. Yeah, looks... she does dress. You know, th- I think that's what happens when you kill your father by having sex, yeah. though, is that <laughs> you just age. Yeah. Grace, for sure, dresses like a Christian wife. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. She definitely went to her alma mater. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she definitely sure. got married um, at Ring 19 to the first guy who looked at her. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I always think about that. You know, like, have you ever been so horny that you got married to a person you met a week ago? The answer is yes. Are you making, like, an alma mater reference? Yes. Also, I'm referencing the time I got married to someone after a week so that we could have sex. Yeah, we got it annulled, though, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah. And we're still able to work together, so it's fine. Is this real, or is this a joke? Um, No, Jesse and I are are married, technically. we're legally married, but, like, also kind of illegally separated, you know? (laughs) We're still (laughs) reaping the tax benefits. We're both practicing unethical non-monogamy. Yes. I have okay. not stopped cheating on Aaron for the past three and a half years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so Madison and Jack split up, blah, blah, blah. Jack is picking Grace up. That's what Grace was leaning to. And Tom is like, aha, I knew it because Grace and Jack will continue to be the will they, won't they of the show. Grace and Tom then hatch a plan because they should spend more time with their family and with Jeff. And Grace is like, it's reverse psychology. I'll explain it to you tonight. Stupidest thing I'd ever heard. Literally, even David was like, why do you think this would work? (laughs) That's the that's the question. It's definitely someone who had the concept of reverse psychology hastily explained to them at a party. And the person telling them was like drunk out of their mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So then we go to Ben's bedroom. Leo comes in and explains that Ben is supposed to apologize to Amy. And Ben keeps arguing with Leo. And he's like, it's my decision if I'm ever going to have sex with Adrian again, and not yours. You know what? Point to Ben. It is your decision. But also, like, what you did was bad and you should feel bad. Yeah. You slept with someone just to hurt someone else. And in doing so, right. hurt, like, one of the few people who would be willing to call you a friend. And Leo gets angrier and angrier during this conversation because he's like, you hurt Amy by doing this. You have to apologize. And Ben is like, why would I apologize to Amy? She doesn't care about me. We're not together. And it's like, Ben, didn't you just say that you didn't want Amy to sleep with other people even though you weren't together anymore? The double standard. And he got like... Of a white man. The the caucasity of a white man. Oh, honestly. (laughs) Um, Leo is shocked and disappointed with Ben. And Ben is like, yeah, well, guess what? I already feel guilty. So you're not going to make me feel more guilty. And Leo is like... Guilt's not a bad thing in this circumstance. You definitely should feel guilty over what you did. Exactly. And Ben's like, well, you knew this was going to happen. You sent me to Bologna, which, by the way, Ellen, Bologna is the oral sex capital of the world, according to the show. That's a real thing. Uh, is it? In universe, okay. everyone knows See, me this. me and David just booked a trip to Italy for next Bologna? year. Bologna? And unfortunately... And unfortunately, we are not stopping at Bologna. Uh, and now, change the trip, honestly. I know. We need to reroute. It's the birthplace <laughs> of Italian socialism and also the oral sex capital of the world. Oh, my God. Why are we not going there? And both of those things show a common commitment to giving more than you get, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Oral sex is socialism, <laughs> and I think we need to talk about it more. Well, speaking about this oral sex that Ben would have had in Bologna, Leo's like, honestly, if that had happened, like, you could get over it. But you can't get over this thing with Adrian because, you know, she's friends with whatever. You're friends with Ricky. And Leo says that sex isn't everything. And Ben says, says the man who's marrying Betty. I want to go through the screen and hit Ben with my car. How dare you disparage the good name of Jennifer Exactly. I will... Oh my god, I almost divorced David on the spot because he was like, who is this woman? And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, 
you need to you're sleeping on the couch yeah. today. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, this is the second episode in a row too where Ben says something horribly disgusting about Betty. Oh, for sure. I I've been rewatching Bojack because it surprisingly doesn't make me depressed and I really like the show. How does it feel to be God's favorite? <laughs> It feels great, honestly, but I just got to the episode where er, Courtney Portnoy, like, oh. introduces Diane to the idea of owning a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just been like, Betty, you need to watch a show called BoJack. <laughs> you need to get comfortable with the get idea the of owning a gun and you need to kill your stepson. Yes. That's what yeah. needs to happen here. I love that episode. I can't believe America hates women more than it loves guns is one of the greatest lines. Thoughts and prayers. Um, anyway, so Leo's pissed that Ben just said that to him and threatens to kick Ben out. Which he should. Fair. He should. He should. He yeah. should adopt Ricky, kill Ben, bury him in the backyard. That's it. Make a nice new garden back there. Yeah. Maybe put in a pool, a gazebo. Wait, quick game of adopt, marry, kill with the boys of Secret Life. Jack, Ricky, and Ben. Adopt, marry, kill. Jack, Ricky, Ben. Yeah, so you adopt Ricky for sure. You kill Ben and you marry Jack, I guess, right? No, I would marry Ricky because there's something wrong with me. I would adopt Jack, lovable himbo, and I would kill Ben. Oh, wow. See, I feel like you could save Jack. I feel like you could, like... I can fix him. You could get him out. <laughs> yeah. I can fix Jack. <laughs> Me and every Christian boy at our alma mater. No, I, he'll come around. Yeah. No, he doesn't mean that when he says that, like, yeah. you know, people will all burn in hell forever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A story about my ex where he literally, when they legalized gay marriage, we had that conversation, and... I asked him, I was like, if we had a gay child, like, would you be accepting? And he was like, I'd love them, but I would not accept them about, mm. that about them. And then I continued to date him for, like, six months Were you that. dating my mom? <laughs> <laughs> right? Getting back to this. So, Leo threatens to kick Ben out, whatever. We go to the Jurgens house. Anna and George are in the kitchen. George enters. Well, I guess George enters the kitchen. Anna's waiting for him. And George immediately kicks Moose out. I said... LMAO, they really regret getting a dog for the show. Like, Yeah, they're like, oh, wait, you have to train these things? Yeah. George was supposed to watch Robbie while Anne went to the gym, but he ended up taking Ashley to school, whatever. And Anne is like, let me also do exposition and explain all of Amy's emotions around Ricky and Ben to you. Is Anne an empath? <laughs> My favorite part is like, George is like, why does Ricky have a friendship with Ashley and Anne's like well Ashley's the only girl who doesn't want to have sex with Ricky oh my god is Anne including herself in this because if so I'm (laughs) sorry but canceled yeah weird oh I did take make a note about her bangs oh love the bangs iconic this is the hottest Molly Ringwald has ever looked she looks like she's about to go play tennis Mm. Mm. yeah and I also wrote here OMG George shut the fuck up challenge yes Molly Ringwald with this look, I would let call me a slur and hit me with her car. <laughs> yeah. At this point, George asks if, uh, like, how Anna's feeling about him. And Anna's like, well, I'm not angry with you anymore, but I'm trying to figure out my feelings for you. This mirrors how Amy is currently feeling about Ricky. George tells Anne that it's not a good thing that she looks hot and is working out because... Because it's not for him. That's where I said, George, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. That's where I wrote, George, shut the fuck Because up. it would be a good thing if she wanted to get back together with him, but because she's unsure, yeah. it's not a good thing. Like, and she's like, well, I don't know about the other stuff, but thanks for the smoking hot bod remark. Goodbye. That's just 
so does it, it bothers me like i hate that because it's like She's working out because it gives her runners high in clarity and because weed has not yet been legalized in California, you know? It's not for you or for any man. No. Um, also, George makes the ridiculous claim that two can play at that game and he's going to get, like, super hot. And it's like, George, Which, you can't fight genetics on this, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Jesse, should I roll the tapes of you saying George is hot? No, George acts hot, and that makes him hot sometimes. <laughs> so we go to the U- Ulysses S. Grant High School. Lauren and Madison are talking, and Amy comes up. They're commiserating because they both got dumped, and apparently boys in high school just ghost if they want to break up with you, which, uh, that that's tracks. Yeah, that's not, like... Honestly, that tracks. (laughs) different from the experiences I've heard. Yeah. I do love this scene because Amy walks up, like, to try to join the conversation and they just completely ignore her. Oh, yeah. So when they're talking about, like, ghosting, (laughs) Lauren goes, like, Jimmy and Amy. And Amy interjects and she's like, no, that was just a misunderstanding. And Madison goes, exactly, like, Jimmy and Amy. (laughs) she's like we just told them we didn't want to do anything stupid like get married or have kids and then she recognizes amy is there and she turns and she goes no offense amy and amy's like of course not yeah amy's like what the fuck guys like i'm right here you're disparaging me this whole interaction gave me so much like secondhand social anxiety oh for sure i was like oh my god (laughs) and um lauren says maybe it's the pictures of us with john and amy's like what pictures they're to- they continue to talk and ignore. Jack comes up with Grace and says goodbye to Grace, then asks to speak to Madison. And Jack and Madison both expect, like, Lauren and Amy to yeah. leave. And Lauren's like, um, we're not leaving, so you leave. <sighs> and so they go off to talk. Amy is alone with Lauren and is like, what pictures are you talking about? And Lauren's like, don't worry. We just took pictures and sent them to them. We didn't post them on the internet or anything. We're not that stupid. And I was like, um, well, uh. I don't know. I don't really send kid, send pictures of the kids that I nanny to like anyone except for like my mom. Lauren, it's fair. Yeah. And you know what? She does like, she says it very aggressively, but at least she is like, yeah, no, we're not going to post pictures of him on the internet without telling you. Yeah. So... Jesse comes up and wants to talk to Lauren alone. And Lauren immediately forgets what she told Madison, which is, if you two want to talk alone, you leave, not me. Exactly. And Amy's like, um, I'm doing something here. I'm trying to find my homework. So they leave. So we get to follow them. Jesse and Lauren have a conversation. And Jesse immediately is like, is it because I'm white? I wrote that down in all caps. Is it because I'm white? Exclamation yes. point. <laughs> Wild. Was not expecting this conversation to come during this oh episode. Oh my God. Or ever, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's freaking out because Lauren doesn't see a future with him. Yes, and she's and it's like, all yeah, we're because 16. of reverse racism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she says something about, like, who wants a baby now? But we see that Amy overhears Lauren say this, which is shitty. And also, they don't do anything with that. Like, we just see Amy no. looking kind of hurt. Um, Lauren's stepdad is white, apparently. She didn't notice. She didn't even notice that Jesse was white. And I said, Brennan oh Hampton's solving racism. Yes. Do, 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 do. Oh my god, yeah. I don't I don't care about color, was the yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> really, that, that was so poetic. I love Martin Lauren King Jr., you know? Martin Lauren King Jr. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> of Lauren. It took a second, but... <laughs> 
you know a joke's good is when there's like a two second pause before yeah. anyone laughs. Those are my favorite though because people have to think about it and you know the laugh is genuine then. <laughs> so she hits him and she's like, why didn't you call me? And he's like, I didn't call because I'm on phone restriction because we spent so much money last month and I have to use my allowance, blah, blah, blah. I wrote OMG phone minutes. So 2010. Yes. So 2010. Oh my gosh. That... <laughs> when like sending a text cost a quarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, this is 2010. You for sure have a landline. Just call from there. My parents still have a landline. My parents also still have a landline. So do mine. Wow. We go to Madison and Jack. Jack is, uh, Madison's like, well, we apparently broke up. And Jack's like, yeah, apparently. And Madison's just like, what? I can say that, not you. What the fuck? Jack, again, does not understand how relationships end. He didn't realize you have to have a conversation before you end a relationship. Exactly. He's freaked out that Madison doesn't want to get married and have kids. But now they're back together because Madison is like, well, I want to, like, have a career first and, like, you know graduate college and he's like me too and they're so they're on the same page and now that they're back together she's like grace needs to get another ride home yeah oh my gosh you can't drive her home which sucks so madison goes back to lauren and amy where they're discussing the fact that ricky left and somehow the gossip girls didn't know i know wild one of them asks if it's because of Adrian and Ben and Adrian comes up and she's like, maybe, or maybe it's because he's tired of playing daddy. Disgusting. He only wants to be a daddy for me. Jesse. <laughs> God. Look, nasty um, Adrian's back and I'm honestly okay with it. She really is. Um, Adrian and Grace have a conversation because Grace is just crying into her open locker. Oh my God. Hysterical. Hysterical. I was like, I was like, look at this bitch with her head in her locker. <laughs> it's so God. funny. And Grace says that she's crying about Jack and Madison. And she's like, I'm crying because I don't have any friends or a boyfriend or a father, <laughs> which is the funniest line I've ever heard. For her father. And Grace tried to get Jack back, but he's not interested, so now she hates herself. And Adrian's like, no, 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 honey. It's better to hate other people than ourselves. <laughs> um, so true, bestie. So Adrian true. is just not interested in partaking in Grace's little shit show today. No. And Grace tells Adrian she has to be nice so they can be friends again. And Adrian's like, no, 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 we can be friends. You'll be nice enough for the two of us. And then she just like, well, she's like, I'm really busy, actually. I don't have time for your little... Yeah. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> the vibes here were so weird. Because, like... Oh, my God. I'm so pretty weird. sure Grace is the one who's like, we're not friends. And then they made up at the end of last episode. And now they're back to being ex-friends. Yeah, I don't... I'm very confused about what's happening in um, the world of these lesbians. I know. <laughs> um, ben and Adrian interact in the hall and ben tells adrian that ricky's okay and she like gets really offended that he called his parents instead of calling her and she says that they used each other adrian doesn't regret it they're still friends and adrian's like well do you want to do it again and he's like oh is that an option i mean i couldn't betray ricky again but like could we yeah it's like ben would it be fun what be- <laughs> stop <laughs> what if we <laughs> what's going on had sex a Should second sex? time <laughs> Just kidding. Unless. Unless. (laughs) Adrian. So Ben says that he couldn't betray Ricky again. And Adrian is like, 
you silly goose. What are you talking about? Ricky doesn't have emotion. And again, she pulls the, you know, Ricky's not capable of love. He doesn't even love himself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, wait. I wrote here that I think Ben talks like the way he speaks is as if he has never spoken to a human. Yes. (laughs) No, he's he's an AI robot. (laughs) Yeah, like, the way he talks, like, I didn't write an example, but it's just very, like, alien. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, he... I just made a note of that. Um, So then Amy comes up to Ben, because Adrian and Ben, you know, leave each other, whatever. And she says, congratulations, I heard you got what you wanted. And he's like, yeah, you too. You know, you could have just invited me in to have pizza. And Your I was so confused history. about this line. I, I was so... No... I didn't even remember the fact that he came to their house with pizza. I was like, what are you talking about? Did you want to go on a date with Amy and you wanted her to initiate? And then I was like, oh my God, no. the dance. Yes. He walks up in to which their he house left. with pizza. She says, look, if this is about Ricky, we only kissed. He says, well, good night. And then walks away. Yes. There is no opportunity for her to say anything else. He doesn't give her the... So like... How, in what world is this Amy's fault that you decided oh to God. sleep with the only cool person in this show? If anything, you should be thanking and her. Her response is like, you just wish I had never gotten pregnant. Whatever. We go to a PSA with Megan Park. Oh my God. I wrote not a teen pregnancy PSA. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so that's, here's the thing. Again, it's the same dialogue they used for the Shailene PSA that was in every episode last season. Um, Shailene yeah. gives a kind of like a cool delivery. Like she just kind of, she's there to do a job. She does it. Um, Francia Reza later does the same PSA in typical Adrian style where she's like acting kind of. Megan Park looks so earnest. I have never seen someone <laughs> oh my God. plead no, she... for teens not to have sex <laughs> like this. She is ready to give the sermon Sunday yes. morning. She honestly looks like she could cry. Like she is so impassioned. I love Megan Park so much. I do too. Mostly because she fucking hates See Her Life of the American Teenager. Understandably. Well, the things they make her in particular do. <laughs> I know. Um, Megan so, Park, come on pod. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> we go to the Jurgens house again after that PSA, and Anne made dinner, and Amy is like, I just want to eat in my room. Um, she's big sad and she says that her and John are just going to eat in her room and Anna's like wait 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 baby girl have you been crying and Amy's like no what are you talking about it's so sad my note is fuck Ben and she's just yes. crying to Anne and she's most- like he said it was my fault he knows I like wings I don't even like pizza that much Okay, I will say, just to bring some levity, I did write, um, what's Shailene? Yes. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, Shailene is a great cry. No. Oh my god, no, for real. We haven't seen her cry in a minute. And that's crazy, because she spent yeah. the like, entire first season sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, she has the snot. Like, she's, yeah. she's crying. She's crying out of four yeah. holes of her face, you know? <laughs> and I haven't seen someone do that since I watched Jennifer Hudson in Cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will listen. I will defend Jennifer Hudson and Cats to my dying. That is the pinnacle of my argument of why we should give Oscars to bad movies. Yes, 
Jennifer Hudson and Rum Tum Tugger. No, not Jason Derulo. The fucking railway cat. Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. The railway cat. He he also gets. Yeah, Skimbleshanks and Jennifer Hudson. No, yeah. the two pillars of my argument are Jennifer Hudson and Cats and Blake Lively in A Simple Favor. And that is why we should be giving Oscars to bad movies. Yes. They have some of the most iconic 100%. committed performances because the scripts are so batshit that when they commit fully and do a good job, they deserve more recognition. Anyone can yeah. act well in a well-written movie. It takes a genius to act well in a hot mess. 100%. Sorry, I just got really, like, riled. Like, I'm actually sweating now. Like, I'm really... So, Amy wants to run away and or drop out of school. And she's like, Mom, you ran away. And Anne is like, no, I went to take care of my mom. Which, again, revisionist history, I guess. you ran away while taking care of your mother. Those aren't mutually exclusive things. Like, Jesse and I thought that you were taking care of your mom. But the writers of the show thought you were running away. So because Adrian and Ben had sex, Amy and Ben can never be together again. She's so sad. Wait, but I wanted to know why that is. Why can't they never be back together again? Well, he's tainted now, obviously. Is that it? His dick touched Adrian. Yeah, she hates Adrian. Is that really what it is? 100%. Pretty much. And also, I think part of it, too, is like, oh, I can't believe he did this just to spite me. Like, that's so mean. Like, he knows how I feel about Adrian. Okay. It's just the way she said it. It seemed like there was, like, an actual, I guess, there there were, like, emotional reasons. That makes sense. What you missed in season one is that a witch showed up and put a curse on Ben and said, if you were to ever have sex with anybody except for Amy, you could never date Amy again. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. It was really weird because season one of this show was like more of like a fantasy show. It was like Game of Thrones. And then season two, they just like deep dove into like teen drama. Very strange. Yeah, but actually, I mean, I think the like to seriously answer your question, I think it's because like when you're not married and have sex, you know, it's like a piece of bubble gum, you know, like you chew it up and like, do you think someone else is going to want that bubble gum after you've chewed it like that? (laughs) Jesse, you're so right. I hadn't even considered. (laughs) So Amy doesn't want Ben to be with the wacko next door, which sure. Um, And Anne is like, listen, Life is hard, but it gets easier, and you're going to be a girl boss one day. You're going to be a strong woman for having gone through all this hard shit. You will be a CEO by the time you're 29. And (laughs) Amy is so upset that she tries to be a good person, and her life is hard. And I was like, aren't we all? Her phone rings, and it's Jimmy, and she immediately stops crying to pick it up and is like, hey, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? This was the most authentic this program has ever been. Oh my god, for real. <laughs> I loved it because she literally flicks a switch. She's like flirty and giggly and like, oh, hi, Jimmy. And it, Molly Ringwald's jaw just drops. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we go to the Boykovich household where Betty and Ben have a conversation. Oh. Betty asks him to help her pick out a china pattern. And he's like, Blah, blah, blah. I hate myself. Blah. And she's like, oh, hating yourself is a waste of time. Which I wish I would have seen this in high school because I think my, oh like, my, my depression was cured. Oh, oh my God. Honestly. It's like, I didn't realize this it's was a waste Jennifer. of my time. Like, I can reclaim everything. Did you know that Brenna Hampton is credited with number one, curing depression, and also number two, solving racism? Yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. After watching this episode. Yeah. yeah. It's on her Wikipedia accolades. Wow. So Ben tells Betty that seeing Amy was rough, and Betty is like, listen, 
do you have anxiety? Do you ever like plan an interaction in your head? And Ben is like, yeah, I planned this morning. I expected Amy to like slap me and to ask me if it was worth it. And for me to say, yeah, it was. Was it worth you kissing Ricky? Which, Which Ricky... Again, like such you, an unequal. Number one, you're you weren't even fucking dating Amy. Yeah. So there's such a big difference between Amy kissing the father of her child one time and sleeping with someone that you know Amy doesn't like to make her feel like shit, and then telling her it's all her fault. Yeah. <sighs> Betty tells Ben a story of seeing Leo at a diner, and in her head, in my head. I see you all over me. Speaking of Rum Tum Tugger, am I right? I do have a note here based on the Jennifer Coolidge monologue yes. that she gives here. One, I love it. I'm obsessed oh with God. it. Um, She talks for a very long time, but she yes. should. And then I wrote, she says something like, go for the romance. And I wrote, how about go to math class? <laughs> because <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure that joke don't cut yeah. it. <laughs> that joke I was, will make yes. it. Yeah, I'll be pissed. I will roast this podcast on my very popular YouTube channel. Wait, so... You'll never work on the internet again. Ellen, as a working actor who's been paid to act, would you ever consider auditioning with this Jennifer Coolidge monologue? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, like, can I get a copy? (laughs) I honestly, if I ever try to do any acting ever again, I will perform this monologue because it is (laughs) the most iconic thing I've ever heard. So amazing. Not to keep you in suspense. Would you like me to go over what's in the monologue? Yes. Okay. So in her head, when she would see Leo, she would always go over and he would offer to buy her breakfast. And she would be like, not only can you buy breakfast, you can buy me. Because I'm that type of girl. And he would say, well, I'm not that type of guy. So why don't you get away from me, you dirty bird? You dirty bird. But she decided not to listen to that voice. She went over and offered to buy Leo breakfast. And she immediately explained what she did for a living in case he didn't want to be seen having breakfast with her. She wasn't trying to get his business. Let's make that clear. Okay? And Leo told her, sometimes people... Gotta do what they gotta do. But maybe you shouldn't do that anymore. It's real dangerous. Especially for a real nice girl like you. And that's when she realized the voice in her head had been telling her bad things about herself for so long, she could never give herself a chance. And Ben hears all that and he goes, Jeez, Betty, you're making me want to cry. And it's like... Fuck off, Ben. (laughs) Shut up, Ben. (laughs) Um, Ben ends up apologizing to Betty for what he said in the last episode. And she's like, I don't even remember. I just want you to be yourself because sometimes the hopeless romantic wins. And he's like, well, I don't know if I want to be the good guy anymore. And it's like, just say you want to get your dick sucked. And it's like, time out, Ben. You've never been a hopeless romantic or a good guy. Like, let's not. (laughs) Let's not kid ourselves. You've been kind of Remember that one time you took Amy on a date and she literally threw up on you? (laughs) So we follow that up with the Bowman household. Grace is doing homework and Jeff and Kathleen walk in giggling and they're like, let's go upstairs. Yeah, speaking of dicks being sucked. I was like, in front of your daughter in front of your daughter 
Yeah, that was weird. No. They are fornicating like rabbits, and they do not care who sees. <laughs> yeah, they seem very horny. Yes. And that, you know what? When, you're, you know, when your daughter kills your husband by having sex with her boyfriend in high school, <laughs> it does make you horny. Here's a real question for you, Jesse. Do you think after Kathleen and Jeff has sex, he asks for milk and cookies? Because that's what Marshall asked for. Yeah, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> Kathleen... <laughs> Weirdly enough, I think Kathleen has the has and has had the most active sex life on this program. Aside from like Adrian and Ricky. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway. Think, look, it's just I just love to see these two middle-aged grieving people just taking it to pound town every chance they got, you know? I think that's really inspiring. So, and you know what I can assure you? They're not taking a plane to pound town because they're still very nervous on Eric Fair. <laughs> Grace is like, wait, before you go upstairs and fuck, Tom and I want to talk to you about something. And it's the stupidest move in the world. Oh, it's Why so do dumb. you think this would work? I lost my Grace mind and- here. Grace and Tom put on a whole play about how they hope that Kathleen and Jeff get married soon and are happy for the rest of their lives. And Jeff is like, well, let's just get married tonight. <laughs> and Kathleen's like, well, I have a dress I bought just in case. Who buys a wedding dress just no, in case? literally, all caps, all caps. It says, what? I have a dress? <laughs> what? What? It is unhinged, to say the least. That brings us to this episode's sponsor, Mod Cloth. If you ever need to get a wedding dress, just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so, they're going to get married also, tonight. they've been dating, Jeff's what, like three get... months? Who knows what the time in this show, let me tell you. Yeah. It's just like a wibbly wobbly timey wimey timey wimey stuff, stuff. you know. <laughs> it was not quirky oh that God, I made that su- reference, you know. Like yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, love to harken back to my super hulak days. Um, it's it's a period of my life I'm very proud of, and I love talking. <laughs> um, I've never, you know, done any of that, but. <laughs> Look, that. respect to the Hulakian community, but that's just not me. Yeah. What is the super from? Um, Supernatural. Oh. Yeah, it's, um, if you are allowed to hate crime anyone, it's Super Hulak kids. <laughs> I watched Sherlock, but that was I it. I watched Supernatural, I... but I stopped when they started bringing in angels because it felt sacrilegious and I didn't want God to be angry at me. <laughs> Yes, exactly. As soon as Cass appeared, I was like, "Mm, "Look, that's one bridge too far." I'll watch the demon stuff, but when you start, (laughs) you're like, when you bring in the gay angels, I can't. You're going to make a mockery of Yahweh in my house, in my establishment. I was just thinking, like, you can say, like, oh, like, I have, like, family who's, like, in Super Hulak, and, like, I support them, but I don't support them. (laughs) Like, they're they're going to hell. (laughs) But I love them. Oh, my God. That really is, like, that's going to be the struggle for me. Like, if I have a gay child, cool. If I have a straight child, cool. If I have a Super Hulak child, you know, there's just no guarantees what's going to happen. And you need to send them to camp. (laughs) You can't. <laughs> you can't deal with that. <laughs> Send them to football camp. Get the nerd beat out of them. And it's like, hey, I just need you. I need you to pray. I'm to sorry. God literally, my out. cancellation is coming <laughs> any second. Now. The the only thing I know 
like everything I know about D- Doctor Who is that what it's yeah. called? Yes, is Inspector Space Time. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, like that's where I learn everything I know about Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, as previously mentioned, I took a cardboard cutout of David Tennant <laughs> to my senior prom, so you can imagine I know quite a bit about Doctor. <laughs> it was it was ten. Oh, he was he was as the tenth Doctor. That. I gave him a. Of uh, uh, what are the things men wear to prom? Bo- booty, bo- booties. Booties. They wear their booties. <laughs> booties. <laughs> their booties. Oh, and that's... everything. And the thing is, so I did it because I told my Tumblr audience that I would, and I had a real date to prom. That like I took pictures with the cardboard cutout and then like went to prom with the date. Yeah. Right. And this boy, this shitty ass white boy, legitimately got jealous and like angry about this piece of cardboard ah! that i was taking prom pictures with i mean i took pictures with him too obviously <laughs> like i was like i was like i'm taking pictures for internet clout like wow this anyways. is why I, look never date someone who isn't as online as you or more so you know i know that's why me and david work <laughs> out because the way we talk to each other is just incomprehensible <laughs> anyone else oh so yeah so this reverse psychology really just kind of bit them in the ass yeah it psychology all over grace's face you know i think tom says the line what did you say this was called dr grace yes while with his hand on her shoulder instilling confidence in her as a patient (laughs) it's so good then we go to the lee kitchen i guess the Enrique's kitchen, whatever. Adrian is sitting there doing homework and Cindy calls the landline. She was trying to reach Ruben and Cindy is like, well, gotta be honest, I got the opportunity to work three extra days, so I'm we're not gonna get married. Like, I'm gonna work. Which, not to call myself out, but that is the most me thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Where people, like, I could have the opportunity of a lifetime. And if somebody contacted me and was like, hey, we really need you, to like babysit for these three days i'd be like oh my god yeah like of course i will cancel all my plans for whatever you need so cindy is adrian begs her not to back out of the wedding and cindy is like listen i need a few more days and adrian goes you had 17 years this is my dream too how many dreams do i have to give up and then hangs up on which babe i don't know i think adrian severely suffers from just like thinking absolutely everything is about her yes which is the whole reason that she got into this whole thing with ben but whatever so we go to george and ann's bedroom in which george is out um we have the dialogue just before we even get into this george is showing up with major like how do you do fellow kids energy you know (laughs) god he does so this dialogue is in the chat. I am a great George. I usually play George. Who would like, if that's okay, I would like to play George. Who would like to play Anne? I, you know what? Me and Molly are basically the same person, so I'll get my bangs ready. Okay, I think I'm warm. So George enters the bedroom. Ma. Who's, come on, Aaron, you gotta warm. Ma, 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 ma. Okay. Okay, wow. Zip, zap, zap. <laughs> Zip zap zap. Wait, how do you zip zap zap remotely on Zoom? Oh God, I don't. We definitely okay. No, because we definitely tried to do it and it didn't work. I remember because he, the like teacher, like he definitely tried, and then we tried to do like one round, and he was like, "This is (laughs) a 
Cody's thing. I was like, no shit. Oh, it's not God. working. I'm in the mind of okay. Molly Ringwald. Okay. Oh, finally. Sorry. Why are you wearing a baseball cap? Because I went to a baseball game. Don't I look cute in it? Suits my boyish charm. You know, I kind of have my hands full with Robbie and with Amy and Ashley. And John. No, Amy takes care of John. If you say so. Here, give Robbie to me. No, no, no. I'm going to go try to put him down. Okay, well, I just want to say goodnight. I'm going to head to the couch. Hey, George. I was thinking. Are those new jeans? Yeah. They're lowriders. Oh, jeez, George. You didn't wear those to the game, did you? You don't like them? Donovan took me shopping. Spruced up my wardrobe. Oh, I see. So not only did you go to a game, but you also went shopping. And all the while, I'm just here being the good wife. Wife? Mother. I meant mother. Scene. This is for later. That was amazing. 10 out of 10. Where is the Oscar? Oh my god, you're gonna make me blush. (laughs) Where's the EGOT? (laughs) An EGOT for this podcast, frankly. For this podcast. (laughs) We're definitely getting um, streamy at the least. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, number one, why didn't George tell Anne where he was going? She assumed he was working late, which sucks. Yeah. And then Anne, at the end of this conversation, is like, maybe, you know, you can sleep in here. We're not going to have sex, but, like, maybe we should work on being able to be around each other. Yeah. And this is... Also, we find out that Donovan has queer-eyed George. Yeah. And so, <laughs> he undresses very quickly into his boxers which was and I didn't, hops into bed i didn't need while any of Anne, this scene i'm just gonna say no it. <laughs> while yeah. Anne puts robbie down i also and have i mentioned before how funny it is i think that put down means either put your baby to sleep or <laughs> yeah. like fucking shoot your dog <laughs> it's just it gets me every time <laughs> so Anne enters the bedroom again and asks George, like, why are you still wearing your hat? And he's like, what? We're not going to have sex. Why does it matter? And she's like, George, take <laughs> your hat gonna off. you're sleep in a baseball cap, bro. That's weird. <laughs> and so he takes his hat off and he got hair plugs. Okay, antidote time. My dentist growing up had hair plugs. And no hate to people who have hair plugs. You do you. It was so obvious. And when he's like would like bend over like my head to like get to my mouth oh my god just hair plugs like in my face so <laughs> anyways sorry what, what <laughs> that reminded are me are hair plugs exactly because this dude showed up looking like hellraiser that's that's oh okay one his name is not hellraiser it's pinhead, pinhead. whatever okay i and this is xenobite anyway <laughs> xenobite <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so hair plugs, I'm not sure exactly. I know they're like, they're gross. They're, um, oh geez, what are hair plugs? I'm pretty sure they're like artificial hair that they literally plug into your scalp. See, that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah. And like, good for you if you have them. Like, I hope you feel hot and confident. Yeah, but... it's literally, it's hair transplantation. It's a surgical technique that removes hair follicles from one part of the body called the donor site to a bald or balding part of the body. Is he got, <laughs> got pubes on his head? <laughs> so he has pubes on his <laughs> We are alienating so much of our over 50 demo right now. (laughs) 
the only I'm sure you have a thriving over 50 <laughs> So before this, the only exposure I'd ever had to hair plugs, this really shows the household I grew up in, was an episode of John and Kate plus eight. Oh my god. <laughs> Where no, John- he gets- yes! Was it John, John or Kate that got hair plugs? John? <laughs> yeah, John. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so he got hair plugs, and he's like, what? You didn't lose all that weight in one day. I'm a work in progress. Oh, my lord. Sorry, I have to say, is it possible to edit a scene out of someone else's television <laughs> show? <laughs> because the baseball hat scene. <laughs> Honestly. Sorry. No, it's, we can continue now. Honestly, it's just very traumatizing. Yeah, it's... Honestly, the whole podcast could just be discussing that scene. There's <laughs> so much there. So, so Amy's holding J- John. He's like passed out. And he's, he's such a cute baby. Again, huge, huge baby. He is huge. He's also big. like the way that no one. I know I've said it before, but the way that no one in this show honors the sanctity of sleep like put your child in his fucking crib <laughs> let him sleep or turn the lights off like there's two options there oh and ashley comes in to say good night and amy's like oh you don't have to whisper and it's like he's sleeping just whisper amy doesn't think that she'll ever hear from ben again and ashley is like well isn't that you know good? You don't want- he's kind of a punk ass bitch right yeah and ashley says that well, you don't want Adrian to win. Like, I want you to try winning for a change. And Amy goes, why don't you try not telling dad everything for a change? Fair point. Fair point. Which culminates in Ashley telling Amy she knows where Ricky is. Cue Ricky scene because he was mentioned. And anytime he's mentioned, we must have a scene with him. There's not been enough Ricky in these last couple episodes, even though they ostensibly deal entirely with Ricky. Yeah. So Ricky's in the hotel lobby, I guess, waiting for the elevators to come down. So Ricky's mom steps out of the elevator and, you know, he approaches her and she is immediately angry that he knew where to find her, but didn't come to see her, which is like red flag already. Um, And he wanted... Oh, I was just going to point out, she also immediately acts circles around the entire rest of this cast. Oh, yeah. amazing. She, she so, That SAG award, she, she deserves it. She's so good. And, like, she's playing a yeah. bad person, I'm pretty sure, but you're just like... Also... I love her. Uh, fuck, she is so hot. Oh. She is. Oh uh, this God. is, like, a real question to our listeners. I see people on TikTok all the time where they're like, got myself a MILF, whatever... How do you do that? <laughs> I am trying to date somebody not in my age bracket. Well, like 35 and up prefer. Adjust your, oh, you don't, you can't have Tinder. Adjust your Bumble no, settings. They were all adjusted to 35 and up. And like, there was nobody in, there's the dating scene in Pittsburgh is horrible. Yeah. So anyway, so just if you know anyone who looks like this woman who is single and wants a a gender person. I think you could bag Ellen DeGeneres if you wanted to. I there's nothing I want less actually. Oh, thanks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky wanted to talk to his mom to understand why she ever let his dad touch him, and she responds with "Good to see you too." Oh my God! Yikes! Again. Yeah, she's so yeah. defensive off the bat. And he's like, listen, I wanted to see you and I wanted to forgive. But now that I see you, I don't feel like forgiving. I have heard that forgiving gives people the freedom to move forward. And I do want to move forward. And she just like evades 
And she's like, let's talk about you. I heard you got a kid now. And he says, a son. And when I look at him, I wonder how anyone could destroy an innocent child. And she's like, well, honestly, like, I would have had to be there to stop him. And I wasn't there. Do you remember that? Like, I was worried. Like, at first I tried to stop him. I was worried that he would try to kill me. And then he would kill you. And Ricky's like, I wish he had killed me. And his mom is like, hey, babe, listen, we both survived. I survived. You survived. And also, the reason I do drugs is because I feel guilty for not stopping him. So that's a thing. Just at this point, it's wild that this is the first time that it's ever been presented to us that she was also a victim. Yeah. Like, it never occurred to me watching the other ones that, like, she was also trapped in a bad situation, which doesn't excuse her lack of action or anything, but it's just, like, every other time they've talked about Ricky's mother, they've kind of made it seem like she was an equal contributor to the abuse yeah, or just, like, present, yeah. but so drugged up, yeah. for lack of a better word, to, like, not be aware of the situation. Yeah, like, it just never occurred to me that she might also be a victim in a way. But also, in this conversation, it becomes very apparent that she got out, because yes. she said that she wasn't there, and so she left and she didn't take Ricky with her. Yeah. Which... Oh, I wasn't like, sure if she, like, left left, or if she was just, like outscoring drugs frequently and that's why she wasn't around yeah i'm not sure I'm not, but it is just yeah and again we're you know brenda hampton is writing this so she might not have even considered which of those is true no i don't know this just so, like this added so much nuance to the situation that i didn't realize yeah i didn't even necessarily realize was missing and again when they hire like the best actor on the show to do this it's just like dang can you imagine if this show was good also like right like darren <laughs> Kagasov is he really brings it for the emotional scene no he can act his ass off when they give him good direction or when they give him someone good to act off of yes oh my god so she says that he probably doesn't remember because he was so young but his dad used to beat her up and like break her ribs and kick her out and she says that she's broken but she's like but now we're okay you and I are both okay and the day that I heard you got him sent away I started a fund for you. It's a thank you fund. And she pulls out an envelope from her back pocket and it's just like stuffed to the brim with dollar bills. And she's like, take this money. You can either go back to being a daddy and save it for a rainy day or you can take off. Have we ever been told what age Ricky was when he got out of that situation? Okay. I'm assuming it's younger rather than older just because he's been in the system for a long time. Yeah. And also that does support that, like, she left and left Ricky behind then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Brenda Hampton addicted to writing bad parents? Yes. So I am going to say, I know this isn't the moral answer. Ricky should take the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know this is not the moral answer, but take the fucking money or you're in it. Yeah, take the money and run. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, yeah. for sure. I don't know if it's just because I want more people who know that how to act on this show but i really want them to reconcile so she stays around a little bit longer mm-hmm. you just want good performance that's the thing i just i live for the drama but like the just... well-performed drama with hot people we we don't learn her name but i did look it up and her name is nora which is just such a fucking hot name oh it is. wait you need to watch the leftovers aaron okay it's depressing as hell but nora durst um (laughs) speaking of milfs i guess not really a milf anymore that's a joke for anyone who watched the leftovers so there's like eight people at home being like jesse that was too far how dare you (laughs) 
that that's the um is it a movie or show it's a television program on hbo it is 28 episodes starring long, starring justin starring Thoreau, you know the prime minister of canada the, the canadian prime minister yeah i was gonna say Justin. <laughs> no and carrie coon just acts her little ass off and Liv tyler's in who it who is the actual canadian prime minister uh just uh justin trudeau 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 okay yeah thanks I'm so confused. Everyone is the same person. Yes. Um, that is the episode. Whew. Fade to black. Yeah, how do you feel, Ellen? I, like, I know I made the joke earlier. Like, oh, I was taking, like, like I took 10 psychic damage. <laughs> it was more like probably 20. Yeah, I get <laughs> like, that. I get that. Especially because I had not seen this show since... Yeah. I was 15. Yeah. And I really liked it when I was like 15. And now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the, this was fun. Recording was fun. Yeah. Revisiting was a trip. Um, mm. Things to discuss with the therapist yeah. um, this week. <laughs> no, that, I haven't been in therapy since we started this podcast. And I think if and when I go back, most of it's going to be unpacking Secret Life of the American Teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've yeah. ever once talked about this show in therapy. Wait, you're not plugging us to your therapist? Yeah. What the hell? I would never want my therapist to listen to this. You're not networking? Yeah. At any opportunity? My therapist is also a colleague. Oh. Like a professional colleague. And we go to trainings together and I would never be able to look her in the eye. I get that actually. If anyone I not if anyone I knew, but like if anyone from home ever found this podcast, yeah, I could never like go she's back. someone that I like deeply respect, which is just like I can't be having anybody I respect listen to this podcast. That's how I feel about anyone finding my Twitter account. If it's someone I respect, like I will die. And again, my high school guidance counselor does fully follow me and just sees all of the mess that I post there. <laughs> yeah, I that's that's why I made the Finsta a while ago. Ooh. And also because I might have mentioned this, like, when we first started recording, I have, like, a group of, like, high school boys that are, like, always first in all my streams. And, like, it's fine at this point. Like, whatever. Like, they're patrons. It's mm. fine. They're giving me money. Yes. Chill. Whatever. Um, but I do think I need a private Instagram at this point. Not to, yeah. you know, humble brag, humble brag. Yeah. Um, wow. The fans are just ravenous. <laughs> I get it. Um, I don't get it. But like, Would you I say wish you're I a did. niche micro celebrity? Yeah, I'm definitely a micro influencer, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> um, um, but speaking of socials. Um, um, I will say you have enough following that you probably could make a cameo on the new Gossip Girl. Okay. <laughs> Me and my me and my two thousand YouTube subscribers. Yes, you will be. Yeah, you could definitely be one of the teachers who acts horribly unethically in the new Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Ellen, where can people follow you? Yes, so they can follow me on Twitter um, at Sundere Mamaru. Um, Sundere spelled like the Japanese anime term. Um, Look it up. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it in the yeah, description. There's a T yeah. at the beginning, so don't get caught tripping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Mamaru, like Sailor Moon's boyfriend. <laughs> um, which, there is a very specific audience that. <laughs> anyway. I love it. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at. Sorry, I have to look up my Instagram. Um, it's Ellen, not DeGeneres, but DeGeneres is not spelled like Ellen DeGeneres. It is spelled <laughs> like D E G E. Stop laughing at me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's spelled D E 
G-E-N-E-R-O-U-S. Like, generosity. Gotcha. Anyways. Oh, I kind of um, like that because it's like, I'm Ellen, but I'm not generous. I definitely have that name because I definitely claimed that, like, the handle when I was a teenager and I just did not know that Ellen DeGeneres' name was not spelled like that. <laughs> so it was like a mistake to begin That's with, so but funny. now I'm stuck with it. Um, and then, yeah, and then you can subscribe on YouTube. Ellen Noel, um, Ellen like DeGeneres, Noel like Christmas song. Yeah, and that's a great, um, like, honestly, if you have any interest in YouTube, for sure subscribe. It's such a good channel. Yeah. I mean, not to gloat, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. There's, you know, it's almost spooky season. It's not. Never mind. I completely forgot no, what listen. month we were in. I was just going to plug your Over the Garden Wall video and... Um, listen, no. September 1st, you were allowed to get into spooky yeah. season. I'm telling you, it's allowed. Yes. You can watch the Over, over the Garden yes. Wall video. I actually just did a video about um, horror comedy, Ooh. which... I released in August rather than October. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know what they say, you know, like Christmas in July. There's also like Halloween in August. Yeah, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're always saying Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. People, you know, the people just won't shut up about it, frankly. It's like the, the Halloween in yeah. August. <laughs> it's like the Halloween in January store in Bojack. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Wait, my God. I forgot about I that. I forgot about that, too. Is that the one that doesn't have a floor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love those. I need to watch um, BoJack when I'm not afraid of being sad. So, wow. I guess I'm just built different. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, you can follow us um, at your two gay friends, and we're on Patreon. We are on, we are on Instagram. We're on TikTok, and we're on Twitter. They're in the description. You can follow oh, Jesse. Oh, at, oh, wait, what? Yeah, what the hell? At you go can follow Jesse at GoJesse2K20. Am I having a stroke? If um, you are, I cannot help you. I am 10 hours away. No, it's okay. I've actually had two strokes before. Have so. you really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you um, know, that's what a, a girl in my high school had a stroke, and then they sold, like, boobies style wristbands that said strokes are no jokes (laughs) yeah i used to be on a medic a little flavor text in my hometown i used to be on a medication and um if i would forget to take it i would have mini strokes holy shit yeah it was super fun yeah my grandma had those but she's also like 89 I don't have them anymore, which is a really good I'm thing. I'm sorry, not so. to minimize, like, the actual very serious medical. Anyway, let's wrap this up. I, One yeah. time I was on the phone. It's I think it's so funny because, like, it happened to me and, like, it's my trauma. But I was, like, on the phone with my mom when one was happening. And I was, like, spelling words to her because I couldn't read because my brain was, like, messed up. And I was, like, in the hospital and I was trying to, like, tell her what a word was. And I was, like, what is the word S-I-T spell? And she's, like, sit. And I was, like, no, that is not the word. She was like, what word are you trying to spell? And I was like, the bad word. And she was like, do you mean shit? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The bad word? But I couldn't, like, I didn't know how to spell words or say words. But anyway, okay, so you can follow us there. You can follow Jesse. You can leave us a voice message. You can 
send us an email at slwithjessieandaaron at gmail.com and you can follow our other podcasts never been cool please leave us a rating and review on itunes or apple podcasts I'm begging super you. helpful yeah please like we haven't gotten any in a while and it's like super helpful so please do that um ellen do you want to plug your tiktok yeah, sorry, I forgot TikTok existed. Uh, same. <laughs> For a second. Uh, my TikTok is JKLOLS, like J-K-L-A-W-L-S. Oh, is that a play um, on, you know, Joanne? Uh, no, but sure. You yeah. know, JK- <laughs> Holy! <laughs> <laughs> like JK Rowling. Yeah. You know, like Joanne. Yeah, Joanne. Like, you know, me and Joe. Joanne. Yeah, Joanne. <laughs> um, oh, also, I do, um, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm at user 18115536647965. So definitely hit me up there. <laughs> I'm not putting that in the description. No. So, but I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope that, you know, it's a refreshing temperature. It's not too hot and not too cool. I also hope that. I, pr- I also hope there's not a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just hope that the end of the world is more a Cloverfield type deal and less of a 2012 type deal, you know? I hope that That would be so much more interesting. And then I also have the opportunity to potentially be locked in a cellar with Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. So true. (laughs) But, goodbye! I want to say that I run um, the church's YouTube channel that I work at. Oh, so you're also a famous YouTuber. So you're also yeah, an influencer. So, um, <laughs> praise the Lord on oh my soul. No, we've had several videos taken down for literal hymns. Yeah, I got taken down because I put the um, Soviet anthem in the background of one of my videos. Oh. And I was like, the irony of this is so funny. That one? <laughs> <laughs>